This really goes on and on and on about the incredible power, the incredible might of God. You know, the, the Roman official, when his son was dying, and he asked Jesus if he could help him. He says, Jesus, if you can, and I love what Jesus says, what do you mean if I can? Anything is possible if a person believes. Is there anything that our mighty God cannot do? See, he's also mighty God because he's the creator of everything. He's our author, our perfecter, our sustainer. And he loves us immeasurably. See, we need someone in our life who can handle anything. Especially the things that we can't handle ourselves. Someone who knows our needs and limitations better than we know them ourselves. See, every Tuesday morning, we pray for you as a staff. If, if a prayer need we become aware of, we talk about it in staff. And, and it's one of the greatest times, but it's also one of the times that I struggle with the most. Because I'm telling you, in 2019, our church family has faced some situations. We've faced some things that are really just flat out, you can just say, difficult to handle really impossible to handle upon our own. We've had our challenges. We've had scares. We've had unknowns. And we need someone on our side who's mighty, who anything that comes our way, he has the power to face. He created everything. He holds everything in his hands. In him, in Jesus, all things find its, me its meaning and purpose. But he's also an everlasting father. You know, I love that word everlasting. Forever, eternal, without end. As father, he's a parent, teacher, advisor, Lord and master. You know, he tells us in Matthew chapter 7, he says, You parents, if you ask for a loaf of bread, do you, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? You see, in our world, we are bombarded, surrounded with the temporal. Everything is changing. You know, <laughs> I knew how temporal everything was. I mean, okay, mullets used to be a thing. They're not a thing anymore. Hey, bell bottoms and hip huggers used to be a thing. And guess what? They're coming back. I, I mean, there's some things that ought not to come back. But you know what? I watch Hannah T, man. She can rock some hip huggers and bell bottoms. And, I, and you know, hey, tough skins are going to come back. If some of you are old enough to know what tough skins are, uh, they should make a comeback. But everything is changing. Our popular opinion is changing. What used to be is socially acceptable back then is not socially acceptable now. Hey, you know, I, I remember seeing some old pictures of my mom. And um, it was uh, Buffon. Am I saying that right? I mean, Nair or what was the hairspray that most of the women? Aquanet. Aquanet. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, literally, I should see a commercial going, were you a small child? Did you have too much Aquanet secondhand from your mom because she was just loading it up? You know, but those aren't in style anymore. I don't even think, do they even make aerosol hairspray anymore? It's mousse and gel now or something like that. But we're surrounded by temporal things. You know, this year, my family experienced loss. You know, and it's not loss because I know exactly where he is. But my father-in-law, Chuck, went to be with the Lord. 
And for me, it was a little extra sad because in my life, I've had some incredible patriarchs, some really incredible, strong men in my life. Both of my grandfathers were incredibly strong and powerful men in my eyes that loved Jesus. My dad was incredibly strong. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think about in some way or form or fashion those men. Chuck, I had an incredible father-in-law in my life. Matter of fact, it was illegal. It sounded wrong to call him my father-in-law because we had such an incredible relationship. It's gone. I have no more patriarchs in my life. But God never changes on us. He never leaves us. He is everlasting. No matter how old we get, we always want someone to be looking out for us, to be on our side. You know, my dad was on my side all the time. And one of the greatest expressions of that was at my graduation at seminary. And I don't know why he was so excited. Maybe he was just actually glad that I graduated from something. You know, I don't, I don't know. But um, it was supposed to be a really reverent time. And if y'all, y'all, y'all got to meet my dad. He was here a couple times. But uh, if you didn't spend much time with him, I mean, it's pretty obvious. I'm just a younger version of him. Uh, in a lot of ways, but he was a little loud and a little vocal and you know, it was a really reverent time and and they were pretty clear about hey Let's keep it reverent and when they called my name and I walk across the stage and I got my my uh, My certificate, you know my diploma my dad hollered and um, and I could hear him You know what I mean? And my, and my stepmom was like, Bob, you should not talk. And he's like, hey, nobody's going to tell me what to do. That's my son. You know what I mean? He was on my side. And it meant so much to me to have someone on my side. And I've tried to emulate that for my children to know that even though you might not do something right, I'm on your side. I want to be there for you. We need to have someone that's in our corner that's fighting for us, that even when we make mistakes, we know that we can count on them. And this world is so temporal. None of us will be here forever, but God is because he's everlasting father. But he's also the prince of peace. You know, he says in John 14, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. See, he's the prince of peace. He governs it. He rules it. He's the official, the commander, the leader, the captain, the chief of peace. And what is peace? To be safe, to be complete, health, security, tranquility. It's a satisfied condition, a state of peacefulness, and a sense of well-being. And it's Christ's rule is one that is blessing. Uh, Colossians 3 says, And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as members of one body you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. See, this is what keeps us up at night. This is what we long for. This is what we spend tons of money on, is peace. Because you can act like you got it all together. You can look like you have it all together. You can have all those things, but when you lay your head down at night and there's nobody else there, none of that helps you. None of that brings true peace. See, because we ask, we try to answer the questions, am I going to be all right? How does this all end, and am I going to make it? But peace is a person. It's Jesus, and Jesus alone is our source of peace. It says in Isaiah 26, 3, he will keep in perfect peace all who trust in him and all 
whose thoughts are fixed on him. So the question is, is have we really lived lives that reflect these truths we've talked about this morning? Have our lives reflected that we have an intimate relationship with the most wonderful counselor? Do we find more awe and wonder in God and who he is than the attractions of this world? Do we find ourselves making exponentially more good decisions than bad ones? Do we find ourselves being caught less off guard when life throws us a curve because we proactively filled our lives with God's counsel from his word? Are we living stayed upon the rock in a world that vacillates more than the ocean's waters churn? When the lights are off and it's just us and God, do we find our hearts at peace? If 2019 has shown us wanting in these areas and others, then I'm afraid we have regrouping to do. Because God's desire, His plan, His will for you and I is that we receive this great gift called Christ. That we live daily in this gift of wonderful wisdom, unassailable security, never-changing consistency, and unlimited, unwavering, unending peace. Then his desire is for us to purposely be his ambassadors of this gift, to live outside ourselves and our family's wants and desires. See, we have to catch the vision of living for more than ourselves and our families. Our families are important. Our children are important. But we must avoid the trap of becoming family-absorbed. You know, as a minister, we see so many people, so many great people, so absorbed, so overwhelmed at providing for the wants of their family more than the needs of their family. And next thing you know, we're living this life and we're loving God, we're going to church, we're reading our Bible, we're, we're raising our children up to be godly kids, we're trying to provide for them, we're trying to be, you know productive citizens in this world. But next you know, we really realize we're really only living for ourselves, that there are other people next door to us beside us that we go to school with, that we work with, that we live next door to, that we really don't even know what's going on in their lives, that we don't realize that, man, every one of us, no matter who we are, we need a wonderful counselor. We need an everlasting father. We need to experience peace in this life. And are we being ambassadors of that to them? For one, are we living it? Are we really living a strainful life where we're only striving after things of this world? Strainful, that's not really a word. I have to work on that. So are we really, are we really working towards living intentionally with other people, realizing that God brings people in our lives to show them, for one, not necessarily by what we say, but by how we live, that God is a wonderful counselor, that God is an everlasting father, that God is the prince of peace, that of his rule there will be no end, that it changes the way that we live our lives. And this is what God was sharing with me last night. Bob, you're going to tell people he's the prince of peace and you're a wreck because you're so worried you're going to say the wrong thing on Sunday morning. Well, am I mighty like you're going to tell people I am? Then you better trust me that I can be mighty through you. 
You need to be peaceful. You need to quit striving after things that really don't mean as much as working and living in relationship with me. And so my question to us today is, is are we people living the Christmas story each and every day? I'm going to tell you, 2019 could have been better. I could have focused a little bit more on God. I could have believed the truths a little bit more deeper and more consistently. I could have been a better example to others of how mighty God is and how much he loves me and cares for me and how that he has this whole thing called life figured out and I just have to trust him. That I have to spend less time trying to figure things out myself and more time just trusting the person who created it all in the first place. And I don't want that, that I maybe spent more time pushing goodwill towards me and my family than goodwill towards others. And if we really want to change this world, it's not going to be by debate. It's not going to be by having a president on the, uh, in office, you know, that has our values. It's going to be in you and I catching the vision of being ambassadors of goodwill to all people. That's where it's going to change. That's where it's going to make a difference. And that's my life's focus. I want that to be my focus this coming year. Is God, help me for one to live Christmas out each and every day. And God, through your strength, as I focus my heart upon you, I want to be your ambassador of goodwill towards other people. Man, a world's dying seeking it. Maybe, just maybe, there are people here today that have never experienced God as an everlasting Father, as the Prince of Peace, as the Wonderful Counselor. And that's your decision that you need to make, is to give your life to Christ. Maybe some of us today, we've been living 2019 more focused on ourselves than focused on Christ. That we've caught ourselves being more worried, more stressed out, more doubting, more more reacting than responding in the spirit because he's not been our wonderful counselor that we've not really believed that he is mighty to handle anything that comes our way so as june comes to play and rhonda comes and leads us in a time of invitation this 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 stage can be your altar and maybe just maybe you're like me and there's a little regrouping that needs to be done from 2019 to make 2020 the year that God wants it to be. He is an everlasting Father. He is a mighty God. He is the Prince of Peace. And He wants to be that in our lives each and every day. So you make the decision as God puts it upon your heart. Mm -hmm.